Yo, what's up, children of Earth? Welcome to another episode of Five Deep, a episode of podcasting in the world where we all get together each week, five of us, to achieve our goals through accountability. Thank you very much at home for watching us live on YouTube if you're here with us now. Don't forget to jump in and leave a comment, ask us a question far away. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. That's what these YouTubers say in <laughs> 2022 these days isn't it and if you're listening to us on the podcast if you're catching up like share and subscribe as well so how are we all doing people awesome. unstoppable unstoppable Fucking unstoppable unstoppable lee you got your wife beat a vest on there have you just beat the missus <laughs> up or what's going on over there bro this is an la Lake. lakers shop i love what? it who are they it's number eight brian who are they is that the fuck are you Never heard of them. Sorry. God, you are so fired already I at the have, top of the show. I have uh, an unhealthy obsession of collecting basketball jerseys. I've got the, I think it's the 1996 national team jersey. It takes pride of place in my wardrobe. Is that, is that, is basketball, is that similar to netball in the UK? I'm not, I, what? I can't you, even you, handle you right now. It's have Monday. You, have you ever That's played a, netball before, Harmony? I, mm, I don't know. I don't think so. No? Mm-mm. Lose. What's, what's netball? Does anybody else know? Lee, what's net, What's the difference between netball and basketball? I don't understand most of what, what Mark says. It's basketball without the ability to move, isn't it? It's, it's a Basically. sport that females primarily play, isn't it? So it's it's never going to be as equal well, part. Careful. Careful. <laughs> you cancel. You cancel. We're not even two minutes, three minutes in. You're canceled already. Only jesting, people. Only only jesting. Anyway, well, thank you very much for joining us once again. Um, we're going to be talking about making big money moves um, in a second. And we're going to be answering a question that Lee finished off the last week's episode. And I'm really, really looking forward to answer this question because hand on heart, I have not got a clue how I'm going to answer it. And I'm looking forward to you guys to just kick the shit out of me on this episode. And I think Rodney said this morning that he was pretty much feeling exactly the same. So it's going to be an interesting episode. Um, I'd like to just go around the room quickly a minute, starting off with you, Lee, right? I want you to tell the world, give the world an interesting fact about yourself. Jesus Christ, man. Um, an interesting fact about myself. Um, I guess, uh, I guess you guys know is is what I believe is you know me very well. But an interesting fact about myself is that, I mean, I'm kind of going to answer, but I think it's kind of boring. I had long term depression for like twenty years. And I got myself out of it. That's not boring at all. That's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I got myself out of it, out of it by developing a sense of self uh, and using mindset to get over the whole thing. I, I, I mean, I'm trying to answer it as best I can. You've really put me under the fucking spotlight there. But yeah, oh my- that's my fact. I suffered with 20 years with depression and I changed my mindset to get me out of it. No medication. I, I mean, I was on medication for a couple of months, but I was like, this is not the answer. Well, what, was the key, here. what was the key point then when you really, when you thought to yourself, do you know what? Something's not right here. I was watching, I am not your guru, uh, Tony Robbins. And he was talking to a, a mother and daughter 
and he said one line to the daughter about her father and there was something in that sentence that just like it was like a revelation and i i have no shame in saying it i burst into tears and cried for about five days because i knew the problem i realized i had to solve it i was carrying around this victim mentality woe is me and i was like you fucking idiot everything your life right now is the consequences of every decision you've ever made you're responsible for the position you're in right now and ultimately you and only you can change it and it was just like you know the sun shone and the clouds went and you know it was just my vision was crystal clear and how do you feel today fucking unstoppable (laughs) i knew that was coming (laughs) super proud of you mate super proud of you I, I, I don't really know how to ask this and I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold back here a little bit because I don't know what's going to come, but Harmony, give us an interesting fact about yourself. Um, I used to hate myself for a long time. For like, mm-hmm. I just was, I bought into so many beliefs that weren't true about myself. And every choice that I made was a result of that belief system. So there was moments where the sunlight shone through and I showed up for myself, obviously. um, Or I wouldn't be sitting here right now. But I just didn't feel worthy of any kindness from other people. I didn't feel worthy of a healthy romantic relationship. I didn't feel worthy of joy. And I think it's interesting, uh, just kind of riding off the topic that Lee started with because nobody would have ever known if anybody knew me they would have never been able to guess that that's how I was feeling and I think so not only was I feeling that way but I was doing it intentionally like under the radar because I was so petrified that people were going to feel sorry for me and I think that if people going back to when I was in middle school high school heard me say that they would be shocked because I I hit it really well but I just dealt with all my shit by myself. Wow. It wasn't it wasn't what I was expecting to hear from you. I was I was thinking I was thought that there might have been a sexual orientation come when I asked him. When I asked oh well him there's that. that too. How much time was, we got? This isn't my show. Know. He was hoping. He was hoping for something. Yeah, I've been with a couple women. What's about if, I, if I'm not gonna get this from um Harmony, right? If I'm not going to get any sexual content from Harmony, I think it's time to head over to Rodney there. Rodney, tell us an interesting fact about yourself. <laughs> You're talking like I'm some kind of sexual fiend or something. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> despite the Perfect. fact that I'm 6'3 and I'm like 270 pounds and I look like I'm tough, I'm a big teddy bear and I just, I just want to be loved. So could y'all give me some, could I get some love, please? Oh, there's some, a big, there's big, an big air hug. I, I was a bit concerned then because what oh, I was, like for me, I thought what you was going to say is even though you're six foot three and you're a big guy, you've got little tiny feet. That's what I thought you was going to say. <laughs> little tiny kids feet. <laughs> again, again, that's you hoping. <laughs> yeah, I'm a seven. Little tiny feet. Anyway. <laughs> I thought you were going to say little tiny balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got big balls, like <laughs> snooker balls. He, he sent he sent a picture on Voxer once, Harmony, when you wasn't there. He was oh, testing. damn, I missed yeah, like, it. Big yeah. balls, bollocks. <laughs> but here we go now. Here we go. 
Tell us an interesting fact, Howard, about yourself. I thought this show was about money or some shit. It is. <laughs> We're trying to make what? some. We're trying to make some. So, Howard, tell us an interesting fact about yourself. He's got an OnlyFans. Um, well, <laughs> I do. I do have an OnlyFans. I actually have to pay to be on OnlyFans <laughs> because no, nobody wants to see. Um, but you get love from me, Rodney. I love you, man. I love you, bro. Uh, interesting fact about me. Uh, when I think I was three years old, I was actually crowned the Grand Duke of Dallas. <laughs> it was kind of like a pageant for, for kids. I do have a picture somewhere of me and my little cape. My brothers made me a little cape, and I have like a little crown on my head and stuff like that. Are you, you serious? Serious. Yeah. Did you have That's to like sashay cool. down a walkway or anything like that? Like, I what was the, what was the do talent? not remember. I don't remember. I have to ask my mom. Yeah, you know, there was. I, I was need... the Grand Duke, and then there was like the the Queen and the King and everything. But I was the Grand Duke. Yeah, we need to see this photo. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. I think Please. I got one around her somewhere. Post it right. on Instagram. Tag me in it. Well, for me, right? I I've got a couple actually. One of them was that um, I went to Butlins as a child and ended up riding a donkey and winning the donkey Dom- donkey derby competition <laughs> right um and the second first one, of all what is butlins you gotta explain for people oh, who know oh. what, right how, how do I we think describe what it butlins? sounds like is it like a zoo <laughs> no it's, it's, like a- it's a holiday camp which is like a zoo because it's that it's shit it's a budget disney. yeah it's like a budget <laughs> disney with donkeys <laughs> That you ride, and I rode the donkey, and one I was got the donkey derby championship. But I think I need to tell the world about back in the days I went done a, a few naughty drugs, and as a result, I split up with my ex girlfriend, and I went on a bit of a bender. Not as in you know, I'm I'm talking about like on a female bender. bender. Yeah, I didn't wake up with a bender. Oh, we, you were banging a bunch of chicks. Yeah, ba- banging a bunch of chicks, okay. and two of the girls um the hair started falling out now i don't know why this Wait, is their pubic hair or their regular hair the hair on the head i had okay. sex with girls and you know the hair started falling out <laughs> so okay. i had so nick- many jokes a little time mark blow up dolls don't count mark <laughs> no so i had a nickname and the nickname was called chemocock you're so going to hell. Sounds like you need the cape more than I needed the cape. <laughs> it sounded, you know, how he was waiting for all this freaky sexual shit. He just wanted to get his shit off. That's what that was. He wanted opportunities. So, whenever you see a bold headed lady, they're very, very pretty. When you see them, know you that know, you slept with her. Look, yeah. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Um, last week, Lee ended up the, the um, podcast with a very interesting question. What was the what was the question that you asked us last week there, Lee? The question was, what could you do today that you've never done before that would change your life forever? Right. So that was the question that was asked. Would anybody like to volunteer to go first? Oh, Christ, I'm surprised. Last hand up there was Rodders. So, Rodney, you can go first. Go you head. So, you, I, I I didn't think about it, like, all week. And then um, you guys reminded me this morning. And I remember that um, because I watch, uh, like, Joe Rogan and I watch Mike Tyson. And you guys had mentioned it, too, a couple of weeks back, um, that they have those camps where you can go away 
um, for a week with the with the ayahuasca, and you get like Ooh. out of your mind, and you a lot of people come away with uh, revelation and or you know just a different perspective on life. So I think something like that because um, I think I've never you know I've never done any kind of hallucinogenic hallucinogenic drugs. Um, so I think, you know, I think I, that would, that would change, change my mind to see that spirit world and all that crazy stuff. Yeah. Have you ever done any, um, acid or anything before then, Rodney? Nah, just like weed, you know, little powder, little, this little, that, mm. but no, 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 nothing. Um, nothing like, uh, that hallucinogenic that, you know, where, and, and it was, you was getting high with your friends. So mm. it wasn't like, um, you know, an experience like that. It was just some, you know, guys sitting around getting high, looking to get into some trouble. I think the whole ayahuasca experience is what I'm talking about. Well, I'll let you into a little secret, right? This is just between us five here now, because I know nobody else in the world is really watching, right? We've got a little thing going on in the UK on Thursday. It's some stupid, I, I don't agree with it. Lee doesn't agree with it. It's blown up a portion. It's, it's a Jubilee Day right where we're celebrating the queen she's a lovely lady with all everything good evening mom if you're watching and all you're giving me a day off but um i'm going down the caravan with my mate kenny and kenny is making some edibles so it's going to be the first time since tw- well 2013 so watch this space instagram could be full on wednesday or thursday of this week so i'm really looking forward to that and um has anybody done any edibles before? Eh. And the other thing is too, I just want to make a caveat. This is after I'm done working. You know, I wouldn't Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, not while you're patrolling. Not why not why I have to be gamefully employed. No, I don't oh. want to be over my mind. She's a lizard, says Lou. <laughs> <laughs> no, have you you've you've done edibles before, Harmony, haven't you? Do you get a trippy effect at all from that? You've gone. You, you're all quiet. You've muted yourself. Edibles are such a such a blanket statement. I guess it would depend on what kind of edibles. Like, what what are you and Kenny going to do? Well, oh, he's just getting some weed, and he's making them into some sort of. Um, I think he said he was making them into some cakes or some. He's oh. getting some buttermilk, and he's making it and, and all that. He's what he's doing is he's getting the stalks, the stems that you normally throw away. And what he does is he all grinds it all down, and he makes it with some some sort of butter or something, and he makes it into some cakes. And he says it's just a nice, nice mellow, not too over the top, but just a nice little hit. So. Um, yeah, so that, I, that's I've ate, I've ta- eaten brownies before, but I didn't really like them because it's not such it's not an immediate hit. It takes a good thirty minutes at least for it to kick in, and then when it does, you just it feels very like like you're just chill. And when I'm partying, I don't want to be chill. When I'm partying, I want to be up. And a lot of mm-hmm. people want to chill and relax and be down. I like to be dancing and having fun and talking. And so edibles weren't really ever my thing. Yeah, but it, but that's not what you would normally do with smoking weed anyway, is it? Because, I mean, the thing, I was listening to somebody talking about it the other day, and they were talking about how um, when you smoke weed, it gives you a different effect to what it does when you when you eat it, because it goes, uh, and um, and um, Howard might know more about this, apparently it goes straight into your liver, and it gives you a different effect to what it would, would if you were smoking it. And when it goes into your, to your liver, then... Um, it, it it gives you more of a trippy sort of a, you know trippy experience. Am I right? Does anybody know any? Can anybody? Well, it, de- that? it depends on what kind of strain. Are you doing indica? Are you doing sativa? Like there's there's so many there's I'm so gonna... many different strains of marijuana that 
there's some mar strains of marijuana that will bring you up like you just did a line of coke and there's some strains that will make you feel like you just injected some heroin and you're going to be chill so mm. uh you know I, I guess it would just depend on so many different factors how you ingest it obviously is one of them because rogan's talked about it before you know um but also what strain and how much and um, how, all those things like what, if you do a hit off of a water bong have you ever done a water bong? You're going to be pretty lit for quite a while. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit different than smoking a bowl. I mean, it's just, it's hot such pipes. a, um, hot pipes, huh? bagpipe, bagpipes, the lot we used to do years and years ago, hot knives, bagpipes, waterfalls. Yeah. Pop was never my thing. No. Well, I used to love it, but so it's going to be like a little. Um, I'm doing it in is respect for mom for ju for Jubilee Day celebration. But, I love yes, it. I bet she would yes. understand. So, so where are we going then? So, I, I think that's really cool. That's a, that's an answer that actually I I was in my van there thinking today, thinking how am I going to go on answer this question? And that was one of the things that I thought there to be honest with you, Rodney was going away and doing an ayahuasca um, retreat and something like that. That that was what I thought to be honest with you. It sounds pretty awesome, doesn't it? I don't know how awesome it sounds, but. It would, be, it would be life-changing. I mean, do they have, what are the laws in Connecticut, Rodney, about doing, um, you know, medical, like where you're guided by a doctor, where you go in, they microdose you, they sit there with you the entire time and they, they do talk therapy with you to some degree or another. Is that legal in Connecticut? I, you know, I will have to look that up. I've never, um, cause like, to be honest with you, drugs are not even on my radar on, on any level. Mm -hmm. um, so I haven't even like, even when they're like trying to, um, even when they're um, decriminalizing certain amounts, I only know because of you know the job that I do that certain certain amounts are you know you know you don't not worth. Have, you don't have to be on drugs looking at Rodney's screen. <laughs> well, on. It's like you're I'm on ayahuasca looking at him. I'm getting you started early. So when you, where you say you're going to, you're going to Butland or whatever, what are you going to be doing? Butland. Butland. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 and going to Butland? You, you and Kenny going to Butland this weekend, you said? I yeah, we are. I cannot wait, mate. It's going to be an awesome time to celebrate mom's birthday. Oh, I can't wait. Gonna, listen, Kenny's going to give you some edibles and take you to Butland. You might want to, you know, reassure y'all friendship before y'all get down there to make sure that yeah, if Kenny shows up next week bald. We something's going on. <laughs> well done, Harmony. This I didn't think of it. Anyway, Harmony, what about you then? So I'm looking forward to this answer. What what would you do tomorrow that could change your life forever? I want to move. I I mean, I literally am hitting to the point like where I could put a map up on the wall and throw a dart at it and just move wherever the dart lands. But haven't you done that before? I mean, I've moved, but I moved here in November of 99, so it's been a while. Yeah, but the question was, what would you do tomorrow that you've never done before that could change I've your never, life forever? Well, I've never thrown a dart at a map and just kind of decided to go wherever <laughs> the dart landed. But can um, I just, can I just go, on, Lee, go on, button here, mate. I know for definite that Harmony wouldn't just randomly throw a dart. She would actually carry it over <laughs> to South Wales in an area of a farmland, right, where she knows there's going to be some rugged fucking motherfuckers, right, <laughs> with 19-inch knobs and big beards. That's what she's going to yes. do. Yes. I actually... Cool. So there's a Facebook group that I'm a part of. It's called Walking in Wales. And somebody posted a really beautiful... I mean, you can imagine the photos that come up there. It's just so stunning there. And I actually put that I love it there so much that I'm just, I, somebody in, introduced me to a handsome Welshman so he can propose to me and I can move to the UK. You won't believe the engagement I got off that post. 
I was going to say, they'd love to hear in Wales. Because I wrote it down at the bottom. I was like, I'm not even kidding a little bit. So maybe a, the perfect Welshman will see that and he'll message me on Facebook. What, what you'd have right, to do, Wales. though, what you'd have to do is you would have to go for an 80s haircut. You know the old crinkle haircut? Is that in style in Wales? Yeah, because it makes you look more like a sheep. <laughs> they love right there's more sheep than people over there correct the welsh men do like sheep it is known <laughs> that they you know they like that's, to be yeah you know it. <laughs> hey lou keep your eyes peeled for a hot welshman i'm not even kidding i'll send you some of my business cards just refer them to my instagram i mean i'm not even remotely kidding <laughs> i i'm seriously Right, we're on a hunt for harmony. If there's any Welsh men watching yeah. now, that Lee goes over there for work. Harmony. Keep your eyes peeled, Lee. Well, it's I was quite talking to a, you, a Welsh isn't it? fisherman, but he was a little bit rotund and a little bit grumpy. So I was like, mm, yeah, probably not. But uh, feel I free to, if you see any that have potential, give my Instagram handle. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Not even I know, a tiny I know. bit. <laughs> so tell, tell them that. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. let them know if they uh, any of the men is interested. They got to got to be almost nude with a piece of avocado toast covering their most intimate of areas. Ooh, that sounds like a party in yeah. Wales, right, Lou? So send your pictures. They, the pictures have to be like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Might even audition for it myself. It, 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 has to be, it has to be Texas toast size, like big, big size bread, not, not little tiny. Well, let's hope it's big bread, not a crouton. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we Harmony lowers the tone. So you're basically saying then that you would basically you, you want to move abroad. Is that what you're trying to say? Then that would be. I will. I would love to move abroad. That would be amazing. And the easiest way to do that is either go to college or find somebody to marry you. And it's you know that or to have a trade because they do hire. They will give people citizenship if they've got a proper trade. I've looked into all of it. You know, so if you're an IT, if you are an ambulance worker, like they'll they'll sponsor you and have you come over and live in, in the UK, you know, without having to go through so much rigmarole. But, um, but in all fairness, I think I'm just at a stage in my life where I'm ready to shake shit up a little bit. Mm. And I feel like I'm the more and more I wake up every morning, I feel like this kind of exponential courage that's watched over, washed over me. And I think it's because I'm getting older and I can kind of see the finish line, you know, when you get to be, I'll be 47 in October, when you get to be that, that age, you start to realize I can't speak for everybody, but I feel I'm feeling a little bit of a fire under my butt to like mm. make up for lost time and accomplish some things that are really going to be meaningful when I leave this planet. So do you think that we've all leveled up a little bit over the last month? We've, we've, oh. all, we've all done so oh, much yeah. more, haven't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what about you then, Lee? What would you do? You know, answering your own question there, what would you do tomorrow that you've never done before that would change your life forever? I'm always I'm I'm a sponge for information and I try and get as much information as I can and I do it to the to such an extent where I can't even regurgitate the information I've learned. I make a fucking hash out of it. I try and talk to you guys on Voxer and fuck it up, but it's all in here. It's just getting it out of here. This is the problem. So what I would do, given the opportunity, and I'm not waiting for it to occur, I'm actually actively seeking this out. Uh it's kind of twofold, is I want to take psilocybin because as i understand it it's almost a spiritual experience that expands your mind and gets you know your your neuros your what is it called neuro connections firing and you get this sort of out of this world experience and you come up with these ideas and you can absorb more information and communicate on a, a higher level uh, on top of that i do want to investigate microdosing 
with psilocybin as well because that's kind of like the same thing but it's more of a a cumulative effect and it has a longer you get like a long result over a expanded period of time mm. so that would be my my little thing well just putting it out there Amazing. to you in a minute now right i mean what are you doing thursday because you there's, there could be an extra seat to come to Butlands with me and Kenny if you fancy to <laughs> yeah. start off that way, mate. Yeah, I would do. I do you know I would do if I didn't have this fucking bullshit going on upstairs. I'm intrigued with what Lou, Lee, Lou, what Lou has just said. Lee, I'm microdosing on it at the mo. Are you really, Lou? Oh, see, that's what? my thing. I would look at I, like I've tried to find where the hell can I get it, and I can. I found this one website, but it's like in Sweden. And then it's going to cost me just as much to buy it as it is to ship it. And I'm like, fucking hell, this is not working. Well, you've got Lou as a contact now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna get on to you, Lou. All around Lou's <laughs> house at the weekend, do a bit of microdosing. What about you, Howard? What What do you fancy doing tomorrow that you've never done before? Um, and Lou has sourced some. There we are. <laughs> um, go on, go you head. Well, it's not it's really some, it's something I have done before, but very intermittently. I've had good results when I did it. And that was, I was trying to think of the best way to say it, like bet more on myself. Um, every time that I've went like all in on something, then, you know, I, I succeeded. I talked before about how I was a horrible student in eighth grade, up to eighth grade. I mean, a horrible student. I was like bottom of the class. And then when I just went all in, I ended up graduating with honors, like in the top 5% of the class and the wow. same with college. I was horrible college student. And then eventually when I finally finished college, um, I, you know, I was on the president's scholars list and all stuff like that, but that's involves going just all in with that. And so I, I would say it would change my life if I did that more often uh, with something that I'm going after a goal, going after the supplement company, fitness, you know, anything like just going all in on it. What was what's the point where you're like I'm going all in? What what ha what happened in those circumstances to make you go okay? I got to shit or get off the pot. This um, this ties in perfectly to tonight's subject. By the yeah. way, yeah, it, yeah. It was for me. It was external factors. So um, I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, one example was when I was in the hospital in uh tooth beginning of 2009 and i remember the doctors because i was seen by an endocrinologist a gastroenterologist cardiologist uh all there I mean, just multiple doctors they were trying to figure out what it was and i remember the doctors telling me like more than likely you will not make it out of here alive you know and then i was at that moment i was like whole you know like when i went to the hospital i was very ambivalent i was kind of like well you know if i die dies who cares but then when you're when you're face on with that, like the doctor saying, you will probably not make it out of here alive. You're lucky if you get out of here. Then it was like, holy shit. And then when the doctor says, well, you know, actually it looks like you're getting better. You may be able to go. Then I was like, okay, this is time to, to step it up. You know, it's basically, I think it's kind of what they talk about when you're kind of like at that lowest point. And then that's when you kind of realize like, okay, I need to do something about it. That was one. And, um, Geez, now I forgot the other one. So I guess I'll just stick with one. <laughs> but it was external. It was like external factors. Oh, I remember it was when uh, in eighth grade. And I remember the guidance counselor. And this kind of goes into my whole rant on college. But I remember the guidance counselor came to our class, Mrs. Hoke. That was the name of our earth science teacher. And uh, I sat by the door. I remember that right next to the door. And the guidance counselor came in. I remember her saying, 
next year in ninth grade, the colleges are going to start looking at your grades. Like they're going to really focus on what you want to do. And it was always pushed me by my parents there. You got to go to college. You got to go to college. So I had this in my mind, like, okay, I need to go to college. And so I said, okay, you know, now Howard, it's, it's now or never, you need to step it up if you want to have a chance to go to college, which by the time I graduated, I really didn't care to go to college, <laughs> but those are just a couple of examples, but it was always something like external that happened that kind of, it almost, it forced me, it forced me into that. It's either like the first example, you either change or you're dead. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Sink mm -hmm. or swim. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Well, right. Well, well, I mean, this ties on to me now. And I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I, I've, I have really, really struggled with this question, Lee, to be honest with you. It's not, it wasn't an easy, easy question. And I was thinking and thinking and thinking today. And, and what, like I said just a minute ago, the, the, the thing that Rodney said there, um, you know, what, what did you want to say there, Lee? Yeah, sorry. I, I just wanted to get it in there. I, yeah. I have a habit of asking this question wherever I go. So if I go to Dunkin' Donuts, the drive through and they give me my donut and the coffee in the morning. I always ask it, and people look at me a little bit weird, but they go, "Huh?" It's a I've great. Never been asked. It's and a I great just, question. There's this fucking weirdo that drives around in a van asking this question now. <laughs> <laughs> I if I it. was at the donut place, it would be, "I want to try that different flavored donut. I've never had it before. That yeah. really changed my life yeah. forever." I, I mean, I was think I've been thinking about it, you know, on and off all week. And the, the, this morning, I did think of that the ayahuasca going away and doing some ayahuasca. But the, the truth of the matter is, is that I cannot, cannot, and I'm waiting for you now to all just, just go all guns blazing at me. I cannot think of something that I would like to do tomorrow that would change my life forever. I, I've always wanted to go traveling. That's one thing that I never done as a child. And, and Nikki, she, she worked on the QE2 and she done a lot of traveling and stuff like that. So she's been there and done that. And I haven't done that. So I would like to be in a situation where I'm financially able to just say, right, fuck it. I'm going away. And then just go and just see where we went, you know. Um, and the, the difference is, is I would quite happily go backpacking, but Nikki's not into backpacking. She likes the hotels and all that sort of thing. So there would have to be some sort of compromise. But I wouldn't, I would, if you were going to do that and you really wanted to make big moves and change your life, I wouldn't go with anybody. Yeah. No, I was just you're, you're, say you're better off going by yourself. I, I was think just going to say, it good. seems you're allowing external forces to influence your decision. Don't Absolutely. worry about external forces. It's all about you. Yeah, because if I wanted to go backpacking, you know, and Nikki wanted to go, um, you know, in a hotel, it, it kind of takes the experience away, doesn't it? So it doesn't have to be a long time, but, you know, even if it was like a couple of months, just go away and and just, bomb, off you go and, and just see where it ends up. Flip the coin. Shall I stay here? Shall I go? That, I think that'll be a pretty cool thing that I think it would, any of us that have, would do it, would it would change our lives completely. Have, have any of you... Did you go traveling when you was a kid? I mean, a lot, lots of people here in the UK, when they finish school, they would go off traveling for six months around the world. Has anybody done that at all, Howard? This is this was actually one of the my answers. I had a, a few few answers. One of them was I wanted to live in another country. I've always been in the United States, and I think it would I would have benefited by seeing other cultures and experiencing other other. Why past tense? Hmm. Why past tense? You said well, I I'm would talking have benefited. about. Yeah, in the past, I would have benefited. We're talking now. about tomorrow, though. Yeah, exactly. So you so could saying, still make a decision to go live it, in another country. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the past tense. I think it would have benefited me now. Um, but in terms of other countries, I've only been like to Mexico, so which are is you, still fun. It was are fun. you? Are you also looking for a Welsh gentleman, Howard? 
<laughs> it's tempting, <laughs> especially the idea about the sheep. But no, tidy the gully to show for your caution. Tidy in it. I have no clue what you're I saying. <laughs> I, know, I know somebody that is single, but is Welsh, and he's got a beard. Your Tom friend you sent. Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Hey, you. No jokes aside. You want to hear a killer interview on WTF? Mark with Mark Marin. He interviewed Tom Jones. He's a Fant legend. Fantastic I saw, I saw interview. Saw him a couple of years ago, and the guy's in his eighties. And he's to get amazing. up on stage and do what he does is absolutely fantastic. So I'm going to chuck it out to the audience here, the people that's watching us here now. What you know? Just put a little comment in there. What would you like to? What could you do tomorrow that would you've never done before that would change your life forever? It was a great question, Lee. Absolutely amazing question. And um, I'm looking forward to um, hearing the answers from all the people. The kicker is to, to try and we're so wired to be a, a loyal and attached to the people that are around us. Yes. That it's, I think that that's the big kicker. I would go as far as to say that that would be the number one reason why people, most people don't chase their dreams, regardless of what they are. It's because of what somebody else is going to think. Yeah, it's I'm abandoning yep. somebody. It's you know, and so then you look back and you're like, "Damn, it actually would not been that big of a deal if I would have done it." I just if I just needed to sit down and have a conversation with some people and say, "Look, these are my priorities." But I think we are so petrified that we're gonna look selfish or you know, or be selfish even that we don't pull the trigger on ninety nine percent of the things that we want to do as people. So we wait yeah. for that opportunity where we might be single or. The kids are grown and at college. And then, you know, what if that day never comes? It's mm. easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Damn straightly. Yeah. Really, yeah. it is. And the ideal situation is to have somebody that, to, to match up with somebody, which is the hardest part, that has their own set of dreams and they value their own set of dreams so passionately that you don't have to convince them as to the whys. They're not going to automatically assume, oh, you want to go travel around Europe? Well, you can do fun, bang a bunch of chicks. Like yeah. they, they simplify it into such low blow bullshit that doesn't have anything to do with it because that's their bullshit that they're projecting onto you, their jealousy, their insecurity, their discomfort with their own fucking identity, that it can't just be about you seeking out a higher state of consciousness, sober or not. So I think that that's, I think my major point of contention is people who don't have a self-identity fucking it up for the people who either do have it or trying, or to, get trying to get it, right? So, so I think then to round it off here, we've all agreed that all of us would like to travel the world, get off our tits, and shag sheep. <laughs> Damn straight, man. Yeah. By sheep, you mean hot um, Welshman? Let's do it. Not the sheep, <laughs> I no. I, yeah, I don't know if that's quite where I was going, going with mine, but... Maybe for you, Mark, but not for us. You've committed yourself now. You've committed yourself. Um, Lou's put something there a minute. She says, stay in the energy spots around the world for a couple of months um, at each one. That, that, yeah. But does it, do you have to stay there for a couple of months? You know, I'm quite one of these people that are just happy to stay there until I feel it's time to move, you know? And if it's never, if it's never, um, you feel it's never time to move, you know, stay, you know? What's holding you back? Yeah. Uh, many, many years ago, I took a train from Charleston, South Carolina to LA. It was a four day trip or so. And and the way Amtrak works is you can hop on, hop off. You know, and if you get off and you meet somebody in New Orleans and you want to stay there for a few days, you just 
hop back on whenever the train comes back through and you're ready. And there was two um, kids from Australia. They were probably in their early 20s and they had came o- come over to America and they were doing a 45 day rail pass, I think. So that gave them access to all four of the main train lines. And they were able to hop on, hop off as much as they wanted for 45 days. And I think back then it was so dirt cheap. I think they paid under $300 for it. And it's, I think it's still pretty inexpensive, but it's such a good way to see so much of the countryside without having a vehicle. Um, and so I wonder if that's not, you know, an option doing something like that, you know, where you don't, and it doesn't have to be 45 days. It could be 14 days. Hmm. But I think that, looking at it on a smaller scale and what's achievable um, gives you more of an opportunity to to think of it as real instead of just a pipe dream. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Great question. And um, thank you all for watching our answer on that one. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say to Rodney, I'm going to give you a little bit bit of a um, clues up. It's your turn at the end of the show to give a question at the end of the week. So I'm just giving you a bit of a clues up that hasn't happened in the past. Um, but the topic of conversation for this week is making big money moves. And Harmony said making money move, um, like big moves, and admitting what is really holding you back, like for real. So did you want to start the ball rolling there, Harmony? Tell us, go a little bit more depth into what, what, where you, what you, what, you know, why you thought of this to talk on this episode and what you, you know, what you want to say about it? I think for me, it's kind of what I was just leading up to. I guess that could be kind of my theme for the show tonight is that I I'm triggered by people that hold people back because of the way I was held back. And I, and I don't want to put all the blame on the people I was in partnership with or anything like that, because at the end of the day, I had an opportunity to make my own decision. Um, but I, I am triggered by people who are stifling. And I'm triggered by people who project and say things like, I can't believe you're going to do that without me. Or why do you want to do that without me? Or, or there. so basically my, looking back on my life, all of the dreams that I had are the same, had back then are the same dreams that I have now. But because of my mental state and my inability to stand up for myself, because I looked at relationship and having a partnership is the pinnacle. I thought that life wasn't doable by myself. I thought that I needed that sense of security and I found that I don't need that. And, um, you know, at some point somebody's going to come into my life and they're going to value my sense of adventure. They're going to value my, my desire to experience the world and they're not going to be jealous and they're not going to be self-serving. And, but when I look back on that, it, it angers me how much of my adult life I was held back by people, other people's insecurities. So even my most recent breakup with my ex-husband, I, he attempted to hold me back. But I, as you guys know, I chose to leave that marriage. He attempted to, um, you know, he questioned, specifically said to me, and this is a man with two grandchildren, said, why do you feel the need to leave a legacy? I'll never forget him asking me that question. And I'm just, I, it's hard for me to relate to somebody who has children and grandchildren and doesn't understand the concept of a legacy. And that goes, that goes way deeper because he's got stuff that he's got to deal with. And, you know, I would never judge him. He's at a place where he is in his life and I wish him the best on getting through that. But I just wasn't in a place in my life when that question was thrown at me to answer that question. I didn't deem it worthy of a fucking answer. And I did what's not my job to convince somebody to, to understand what, why my dreams matter to me the, the way that they do. I don't want to convince anybody else about why things are important to me. 
Mm. Um, I want to give offer somebody the next person that becomes my partner. I want to offer them solid support and whatever it is that makes them light up. And um, I want that same thing in return. And I think when I look back on my life and I think of all of the time, I don't want to say it was wasted because it was my journey. But I, I chose to feed into the guilt trip that I was given by the majority of my partners because I was putting myself first. And I didn't have the courage to stand up for myself. So um, I, I think that I'll stick with that as far as as far as my theories around this is I just, I'm very upset at people that are fucking selfish and hold people back. I am. I'm upset at, um, that, uh, at, at spouses that guilt trip their partners, men, women, it doesn't matter. Like, I just think it's such a fucking waste of time and it's so much drama that you don't realize it until you get a diagnosis and you've got six months to live or you don't realize it until you're far away from that relationship because you finally had it up to here and you're like, fuck it, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. I can't live for you anymore. You know what I mean? And by that time, you can't get that time back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a shame. I kind of feel here now that I might may have misled this question, to be honest with you, because I, when I read the question, it's making, um, making big money moves. I automatically assumed financial financial aspect of it whereas you're talking are not about financial you're talking about you know personal moves and stuff like that you know is, is that right well i think money moves money moves are determined that's why i put the definition in there my term of money moves which i do want to talk about the financial because i heard how excited lee was but for me specifically what i was talking about was making money moves like big the urban dictionary version of that which is just making big moves despite how scared it makes you making big moves without the concern of how that's emotionally going to affect somebody else, not in a disrespectful way, but just like hands down, just putting yourself first. That to me is a money move. Like that to me is because it takes courage in this life. It took me up to 40 something years to get to a point where I was um, respectful of myself enough to stand up for myself. That's a long time. Okay. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So in my, what I meant by money moves, I mean like that one thing that lingers over your head every single fucking day that you just sweep under the rug every day and you keep moving forward because it's easier to do that. Okay. Um, but I do the money move. There's also another version of that, the money moves and making big money moves and making investments and making, you know, doing things that might not be um, that might be outside of the box to, in, in order to offer you an opportunity to, to achieve some big success financially. So I'll leave my answer where it was, cause that's kind of where I was leaning, but I do want to hear the financial because that's an area that I'm not very fluent yeah. in. And I would and like I was, to be, I was just going to say, I think now it's time to, he to head over to that man there yeah, and, 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 and just talk some money there then, um, Lee, because, I know that you, you've been itching all day to talk about this, you know, making big money moves. What, you know, just go ahead, go ahead. Tell us what you think, what you, what you thought about this question. Just to follow on to what Harmony said, I think it's subjective uh, and it's, it's up for interpretation. And how do you receive that question? You can receive it in many different ways. And I guess it kind of says a lot about perhaps where you are in your life today. So for Harmony, she's answered that question with her interpretation. For me, it came across as something completely different, and, and I'm sure it might be the same for, for you, you other guys. But for me, making big money moves is 
everything goes back to education for me uh, and my experience and how I've lived my life and the mistakes I've made and how I never had self-awareness until, you know, 35. So I think what, maybe I'm not quite answering the question right, but what I would do is if I could go back and do what I live my life again, or I would never tell anybody what to do. I would never advise anybody what to do. What I would simply do is give them different perspectives, give them the option to look at how they're going to live the rest of their life and what the outcome of their decisions are going to be. So for me, it's, it's, it's very heavily influenced by finances and money and personal success or whatever that may mean to the individual person. So for me, I think we are crippled. We are stifled. We are um, hindered from the moment we go to school. We're not educated in finance. We're not educated in entrepreneurialism. We're not educated in how to create a destiny or a legacy or, you know, how, how do we create these these big influential ideas, whatever that may be, companies, businesses, influences in our culture. And the education system represents for me is a hot it's it's almost like um sorry i i i hop from one thing to another but the education system for me is is like a hive mind right so you've got this central system that that tells everybody else what to do and it only serves the greater good of the hive so we all become worker bees we all become uh we do as we're told we don't ask questions uh we act on instruction and we 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 say nothing you know when when it's when there's a const, when there's a, a culture of if you ask for help in school it's considered cheating that to me is mind boggling but it also goes to why do we hit 40 50 60 years old and realize fuck i've got no money in the bank i have very little pension and i have no legacy that i can speak of we have to i personally I'm trying my best to influence my kids to make the best decisions that work for themselves so I have conversations all the time with my 15 year old he's now got a paper round and he earns like 20 quid a week. No, actually he earns like 35 quid a week which is not a great deal but when you first start out that's amazing and I say to him look I'm not going to tell you what to do but think about the rest of your life because now you can create something incredible. What could you do with your money to earn more money? Uh, you know, when you're 16, if I if I was to do it all again, I would invest straight away. Uh, and there's there's I've proved to him that you can be a millionaire by 30 just from investing in the stock market. I've said to him, if I could go back, I would buy a house, stay living at home, buy a house as soon as I possibly can. By the time you're 20, you could have 10 houses and never have to work again. So to me, it's all this. It's it's literally finance for me. It's literally money. It's literally creating the self-awareness to especially our young kids, but you know, to yourself as well. What am I actually doing here? Because we all become 
I kind of get lost in what I'm trying to say here, but my wife works in an old people's home and I've been there a couple of times in the past and I've spoken to a couple of people and asked them how their lives have been. And it almost brings me to tears to see the pain in their eyes when they regret the decisions that they didn't act on, whether it be a business idea, whether it be, you know, a date, whether it be buying that ticket to go to Spain, whatever it may be. So I think what I'm really ultimately saying is the opportunity to create a future that you really, really love and that you can create exponential success in is in your hands. Have the self-awareness to not just be a worker bee and do as you're told, don't ask questions and get what is a job, right? Because if COVID's proved anything, there's no such thing as a safe job. Rely on yourself to create an income. Only bet on yourself, which is what Howard said earlier on. Because if you bet on yourself, you can't lose. And create a future that you really want instead of, I always say, don't just exist, Mm. live. And I try to, I'm never going to tell people what to do. And I would never tell my kids what to do, but I am actively trying to influence them to create a future that they can be proud of. Amen. That's beautiful. I, I wish somebody would have that mindset when I was growing up. I wish yeah. school would have taught that. I wish um, somebody would have said to me, put some money back. Even if it's $20 a fucking week, put some money back. Or I just yeah. wasn't even, didn't even occur to me. But, but do you think that times have changed in the sense that when I was growing up and when I was doing my paper round. I mean, when I done my first paper and I was on 750 a week and I had an afternoon paper round where I was on 550 a week and a weekend paper round when I was on, I was on, I was on about 35 pounds a week, but it was working seven days a week, you know, double in the evening and in the mornings, you know, and all I wanted to spend my money on was a bit of pot and going out and getting pissed. I mean, Things have changed, haven't they? Children aren't doing that so much. It, you, 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 they're buying like computer games and they're, they're trying to better themselves that way or they've got gym membership. And I have noticed that. Is that right, Lee, would you say? I, I would I would agree and disagree. You know, there's still this, this old money culture, parents and grandparents. Like I speak to people now and I say to, you know, I get into conversations and I ask them about investments and stuff, you know, savings and stuff. And it's like, oh no, I don't invest. Oh, I don't, I don't put money into the stock market. I put my money into the bank. And I'm like, are you fucking crazy? And then I get into, and I get not drawn into an argument, but I, I have this passion to try to educate. I mean, I'm not saying I'm fucking right about everything, but I try to. I'm fucking doing something right because I get results in the conversations I have. But yeah, but I say to people. Sorry, man, I was going to say it's interesting that how many people do you speak to that tell you that you're wrong by putting money in the bank? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... All the time. I say to people, like, why are you putting the money in the bank? Well, because it's safe. Is it, though? Is it, though? Oh, you know, because I I say, you know, you're an interest. It's like, what, 0.5% a year? Is that interest? Like, if you take into consideration... Let's look at the... the, 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 um, Mac. I, I forget which one's which. Macro, micro... I think it's macro. Macro's big, the, macro's little. Yes, macro. Let's look at the macro finances at the moment, right? The, the big environment. 
inflation is an all-time high. The the, the Fed are printing like 75% of all dollars in the last two years. You have got to be a fucking idiot to put your money in the bank. You have to put your money in. If you want to earn money through investing, and Rodney can back me up on this, I'm sure, you have to get 10% a year return on investment yeah. to actually make some money. Unless you're beating inflation, which is at the moment 4.13% on average, you're, you're, you're actually losing buying power. So for example, if I've got a grand in the bank, next year I have to have a grand plus 4.13%. And yeah. people just don't, they don't fucking get it. The, the financial education is non-existent. And these dickheads are going around, putting money in the bank, paying off their mortgages early. And to me, with very little financial education that I've received, it's fucking ludicrous. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Is do they want it to be mainstream taught? No, well, of course not. Right. Because it's not. They don't want us to benefit. Mm -hmm. Well, the, we have we have uh, you know we have whole curriculums right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. 100%. Thank God. Um, Education is being outsourced to YouTube. Right, and uh, and if anybody's tuning in, you know, <laughs> this is not financial advice. No, but yeah. no. Don't no, go but... selling your houses and listen to what we're saying because you know we're no doctors, we're no lawyers, we're no we're we're just five simpletons from around the world. Well, I am. And, and, and idiot is a term of endearment in the UK. So when Lee calls you an yeah. idiot, he means he means that with all due respect and love. I mean, but uh, yeah, I could. You you're definitely losing money. Um. Just letting it sit in a in a in a bank account unless you have some kind of high returning um particular account cd or whatever i don't i don't know what the, the rates are and the, the money that i have in the bank the money we have in the bank as a business is set aside for purchasing real estate and um that for me the next deal is what's you know to answer the question the next deal is what gets me to you know to the money because that mm -hmm creates but the even, next deal and that creates the next deal even then rodney you've got let's say you've got a million in the bank you want to be getting that deal quickly because you know tomorrow oh, that yeah, million yeah. is going to buy you less yeah no i wouldn't yeah it, it, the, the only the only way i could see myself having like a million in the bank is if i had like 50 million dollars all over the other you know i would need some kind of liquid but i, I couldn't yeah you're not when when you when i see the um the bank statement and they tell you <laughs> what you, I'm not going to talk numbers, but you would be amazed at how much money would get you like, um, you know, 10 cents. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're not making money just leaving it and, um, you know, leaving it in a bank that's not returning, you know, high, um, or you, like you said, return on, turn on, um, I'm losing my train of thought, but, um, you're not, but I wouldn't, you know, I think what happens is people are used to, just like everything, you can go down the line with things that's been handed down tradition where people are not comfortable yet with the idea. Some people will never let, you're never going to convince certain people that money in the bank. You know, there's people that still keep cash, you know, um, under their mattress. I've heard, I've heard stories um, and I can't say, I can't verify how true it was, but like there was um, a couple of people that like buried their money. And then when that. they went, and when they went to go get it, it was like ruined. It was stuck together, and it, just, you know, it was just oh, because 
people don't trust banks. People don't trust um, the stock market. You know, the stock market is volatile. But the reason why the people that have money get rich is because they're in it for the long haul where you, me, with a little bit of money, we might get a little scared when the, when the stock market crashes or when it goes down. We might be a little bit like, oh, man, I, you know what? Let me sell this off because I, I need, you know, but we're not thinking long term, but also the education. So I would say what's for me, the next deal is what's keeping me from the money and the next deal and the next deal. And just a little bit of like um, like a little bit of the, f- the finer things that, you know, that I don't know. I know. I know overall what I'm doing real estate wise and what I'm doing investing, but there's some, sometimes I'll talk to somebody and I get lost in the conversation because they'll be using terms or they'll be, they'll be watching a particular stock for like a year before they actually, you know, so those are the type of things that I would say for me, are that's keeping me from that, you know, that, that retirement money, you know what I mean? Where you just, you, you can, you work if you want to, but if you don't want to, you don't have to because your money is, you know, that long. Well, don't y'all think money's kind of like up there with, in the sense of shifting somebody perspective about it, it's like up there with religion. Because if yes. you've come, if you've come down a family line that Papa said to do such and such, it's hard to get people. I don't, I, of course, if you said to anybody, Hey, do you want that money to last a long time? You want it to have a return on your investment? Most people are going to say, hell yeah. Yeah. But when you tell them what they got to do, that's outside of their comfort zone. And they run from that shit. There's old timers around here. I guarantee you right around me that have money buried in the backyard. It wouldn't surprise me a bit. And I'm trying to find it with my metal detector people. (laughs) What what surprises me is that, you know, we were talking, Lee was talking about saving money and then, um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Harmony was talking about, she wished she would have knew earlier about saving money is the, I, I would, I am curious to get, I'm curious as the same people that are against, um, investing money because they're afraid they might lose it. Are those the same people that then would go out the same day and buy the 30th pair of expensive shoes, yeah. um, you know, another purse. And it's like, well, I mean, unless you're going to turn around and sell it you know, and to make a profit, which, Hey, that's a great, that's a good investment to run and sell something and make more money from it. And, you know, how is that, how is that helping your money go further? You know? So I just, it's so multi-leveled the, the bad, stupid shit that we all do with money. I mean, it's uh, me included. I mean, I I'm just now getting at the very beginning step one of learning how to do money properly. Yeah. And it's like Lee said, I just wasn't educated. I didn't even cross my mind. It it is a great topic to bring up because I mean I'm in a situation, well nearly I'm in a situation where I'm lucky or unlucky, however way you want to look at it, that I've been left some money for my aunt who sadly passed away, and you know it is for me life changing money, and I'm in a situation now where I want to carry on my auntie's legacy. You know she worked hard to get that money right, and she's left me some money. And you want to carry on that legacy um, to, but at the same time, I am in a situation now where I've never been in in my life. All my life, I've never had any money. Any money that I've had, I've pissed up against the wall or I've I've been out and I've bought whatever I want to buy and had fun and all that lot. But I'm 45 now. I'm at a stage now where I want to use that money from a legacy to create my own legacy. I want to be able to, you know, 
pay the mortgage off or invest it or whatnot. But at the same time, I'm having to really think about what I'm going to do this mo- with this money because, you know, we listen to what people tell us, you know, and, uh, I, you know, all in the, in the past, I've listened to what people have told me about money, but it's, and I've said to myself that, you know, it's always the people with money that make money. And that is very, very true. But at the same time, it's also the people that take risks that make money, that lose money. And you've got to be in that situation where you think, right, do I take that risk or do I stay stay safe? Do I pay my mortgage off and stay safe or do I invest it, take a risk, take a gamble? And it is when you're in that situation, you really, really do have to think hard. And and, and, ha- and I guess that's where a financial advisor would come in, right? Like just finding one that you trust. No, but half of these financial advisors, if they were that good financial advisor, they wouldn't be financially advising. They'd be. I don't know. <laughs> all the I know a couple personally, and they make a lick. I mean, they're making hundreds of thousand dollars a year, you know. And they're they're uh, one in particular is a friend of mine's cousin. They both work for Edward Jones, and um, I. I I don't know anything about it. I don't have a financial advisor, but I, it just seems like some sort of help. I guess you said YouTube. There's a lot of people on YouTube that can offer you free education, but it, it seems like, yes, if I had a pile of money land in my lap, I'd be stressed too. Cause I wouldn't know what the hell to do with it. Well, I mean, the, the first thing I, the first thing I saw was like, right, pay your mortgage off. That's the first thing that people tell you, pay your mortgage off because there's so much yeah. money. There's so much money that, that, that you, you make from property complete boot you know the, the boom's gonna go or whatnot and we're gonna that's you know is. yeah and you're gonna lose everything do you know what i mean you, your house that's worth two hundred thousand is now going to be worth thirty thousand. you don't know that how many times have you um said oh I'm, I'm investing in bitcoin and people have said to you oh my god bitcoin's terrible it's 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 a, it's a risk it's a gamble but putting your money in a bank account's a gamble because that could all go tits up you know i mean there are you have to make decisions for yourself. You have to do your research yourself. And um, I'm in a really, and I'm really, really looking forward to what's going to go ahead. Buy another house. Well, at the moment, I mean, I've been looking at um, the money that I'm getting. Will I make more money from having that in the bank and making interest on it? Or will I make more money or invest in it and get an interest from it? Or will I make more money from paying off my mortgage and um, not having to pay the interest on my mortgage? So again, I'm not, I, I don't tell anybody what to do, but what I would do, I, I think you create, I think it's crazy people paying off their mortgage early because like, it doesn't make any sense. Like if you, I guess it's, what is your mentality? What's your risk? Uh, you know what sort of risk are you happy to take like you you see somebody like um robert kiyosaki everybody know that guy is he's hundreds and hundreds of million dollars in debt which dad poor dad yes hundreds and hundreds of million dollars in debt yet he's got assets that far and exceed that and he uses the debt to buy the asset to offset his tax bill like it's not fucking rocket science, but it is. There is a certain amount of complexity to understand how the system works. So if I came across a hundred grand, let's say, right, I could pay my mortgage off, but where's the benefit? I'm paying my mortgage anyway. What I would do is make my mortgage payment 
as small as it possibly could be. Because look, at the end of the day, I'm going to fucking die, right? And my insurance will pay the mortgage off. So what's the fucking point? And I would buy as many houses as I possibly could can with that with that money. After however long it is, I would then refinance those houses to buy more. Like, what is a better legacy? Paying off your mortgage early so you get another couple of hundred quid a month or owning 15, 20 houses before you die. It's like, monop it's like Monopoly. <laughs> I exactly. love that. But again, like, I, people do whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. But if you want a legacy, there's a difference between creating a legacy that actually means something and you can hand it to your kids. There's a difference between that and paying your mortgage off early and being able to afford to go to fucking Butlins twice a year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, I mean, this is what I'm looking at at the moment is I'm going to pay pretty much all of the mortgage off. This is what I'm, I'm contemplating doing, paying pretty much majority of my mortgage off, having some money in the, the, having some money in my account that I can invest, right. To make some money. But the most, the reason why I want to do this is so that I'm in a situation where I have got some freedom in the sense that if I want to go part-time, I can. If Nikki wants to go part-time, she can. Um, and at least I've left a legacy behind for my children. There's a house here that's paid off. You know, there's something there for my children. There's a legacy for them. Because, you know, that that's just what I'm thinking of doing it at the moment. And I think, it, like we were saying, it all depends on your own circumstances you know how many circumstances make, will be different to what mine will and yours will be different to what rodney's is and ha howard's and that and it's it's just working together in your own little micro groups as a family and working out what's best for your family are you prepared to take the risk and invest all the money because you know people like elon musk and all these people and that guy that you was talking about there the people that make money in life are the people that that make that take the risks on you know, they, these are the people that invest loads of money. And in then if that's being said, then why are you going to pay your mortgage off? Or why are you thinking about paying your mortgage off? Because that's not a risk. Because I'm one of these people that have never been prepared to take the risk. I'm quite yeah. happy. But if my, you, you'd have the security, your house would be paid off and you would then go part time. So then you're kind of still in the same situation you're in right now. <laughs> yep. but, I mean, but, but this it's is a the false thing. sense of security. That is. That, and, and you're 100% right. But the thing is, I'm... I'm trying to continue the legacy that's been left before me and use the same ways as before me. And, which and, don't work. Which don't work. But so why not buy another house? Another house and put somebody in it and they can pay both your fucking mortgages. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And then yeah. both your kids have got a house each. More mm. of a legacy. Well, that is that is what we and uh, me and Nikki are looking at doing because the thing is i know i know it's i know it's a, a horrible way of looking at things right but you know sadly people leave us and you know money gets passed on to us and i'm looking down the line me and nikki want to pay the, the, this mortgage off we're not going to pay it all off right we're going to pay majority of it off and keep a little bit of money in the in investment but in the bank no no not in the bank not in the bank. bank he don't want to get he didn't want you to jump on his head no, but what I'm getting at is, is, is in the next five years, be totally mortgage free and then have money to invest in other things. And, you know, and sadly, when other people leave, you've got that's more money that you can invest on other things and possibly, you know, another house to invest. So, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And the thing that you've got on your side, and this is for me, if I was given a lump sum of money, knowing what I know now, I would definitely invest in property because that is 
going to pay off longer as far as making an income. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like your, your ultimate issue is the, the being a postie and the way that's infringing on, you know, so many things, just like most people's jobs, it sucks. But to put yourself in a situation where you're like, yeah, we'll pay off the mortgage. And then if she wants to go part-time or I want to go part-time, then we can do that. But that's, what is that doing? It's, it's, it's freedom. That, that's what. But that's is it? But is it free? That's what I'm saying. It is, it is, is it freedom? Free. It is relative, relative because freedom. I, because I can make the decision that if I want to do something different or want to go away or, or take any risks, I can. I can do that. What I can't do at the moment, if that makes any sense. And if you had, if you bought it, used that money to purchase a piece of property, and you put a tenant in that, a family in that, and then you were make that was a second income. That's yeah. a part, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, a, that's yeah, I do. I do. But the thing is, what I'm getting at is it, it, it Rome wasn't built in a day. So my first priority is paying as much of as I can off of my mortgage, not completely like Lee said, right? Pay as much off as you possibly can so that you've got extra money to play with each month, which gives you more financial freedom. Mm -hmm. So that, that financial freedom then, that, that, that so rather than £800 a month for you paying on your mortgage, you're only paying two. As long as you invest that six hundred pound a month in something else, yeah, that's that the big kicker, right, Lee? Yeah. <laughs> when you've got that extra money, ooh, what are you going to do with it? That's yeah. Scary. So you you've just not got to be selfish like I have in the past and pissed up against the wall or bought this a new car or bought that. You know, think of it. You know, pay pay. I'm intending on paying a chunk of my mortgage off the money that I'm saving, investing it in somewhere else. So that later on down the line, I have got a deposit to put down for another property. Or I'm curious, going around the panel, like each of you, if you had a lump sum of money given to you right now, what would you do with it? Um, I'm 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 in real estate, so I'm yeah. You're going I'm real estate, Lee. Yeah, Lee gonna, we know what Lee would do. Real estate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm already I'm already in it, so I'm going to continue to do it. Develop more supplements. I was going to say, because because Howard's in a situation where he, he he has taken that risk. You know, he has had some money and he has taken a risk. Can we approach this from a different perspective rather than work, thinking about paying off mortgages and what have you? It's, it's all about cash flow, positive cash flow. So what could you do with that payment, with that inheritance? It would create positive cash flow rather than paying off mortgages. Love that question. God, I love that question. It has to be something you could create that's going to be either passive or you're going to be, you know, in the stock market where you can, you know, you can make, make splash. Yeah. Even Robert Kiyosaki brought up, you know, in Rich Dad Poor Dad, the assets versus the liabilities. And he was big on like their home is a liability. It's not an asset. 100%. And so it's that's like if you're doing what you were saying, Lee, even though his house now is a liability, but yet he's using the money to get more, to get other real estate that then, as Harmony said, it pays off his liability. You know, just yeah. literally. There's this misconception. Every fucking idiot and his dog wants to buy a house in England because that's their that's their asset. No, it's not. It's costing you money every month. So think about it from a different perspective. All right, if you're going to take on a liability, minimize that liability as much as you possibly can, right? So get like an interest-only mortgage. So for, mm -hmm. you know, a £200,000 house, rather than paying a, a repayment mortgage at £900, you could probably get the same house for £350 a month. 
it's interest only. You're only paying mm-hmm. the interest. You're minimizing that liability and you're putting that extra cash into an asset that's going to give you continuous lifelong money every single fucking month. So it's basically a, a bank. You know, you got you. You're basically making other banks where you can go and, and you know you don't physically have to go draw money out. The money's just going to be. God, you know, that would be awesome. Going and so use, awesome. use debt. There's this fear about debt. Oh, oh my God, it's debt. No, man, it's yeah. up here. That's right. Use that debt to but create it, assets that serve you. It's just an in, it's just an interesting conversation that fell quite nicely for me this week in the set because it's like, you know, it's very very rare that you do get handed some money. And we can all talk about I would do this and I would do that, but once it's once that situation arises and it will happen to every one of us, what do you do with it? And it, you know, we all say, "Oh, I would do this and I would do that," but once you're put in that situation, it's just like shit. You know, what would I do? Would I just go away and blow it all on a, a world cruise, or would I? You know, everybody's different, and there is no right and no wrong answer. Everybody needs to think a bit think of it as an individual and work out what is best for you at, the, at your time in your life. Are you going to invest it? Are you going to save it? Are you going to piss it up against the wall? It's a, a really, really, really good topic and very, very interesting. It's just nice to be able to get to that situation, you know? Mm-hmm. You've got kids. <laughs> I know a guy who's on a hookers and blow. <laughs> I know a guy who's in a situation where his, 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 I think it's his auntie who's going to give the house to you know when she dies it's um going to be given to the the two lads uh, her two nephews and i've spoken to this guy he's a good friend of mine and he said when that happens he's not emotional about it he's like yeah all right his auntie's going to die and blah 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 it's going to be sad but you need to take away motion emotion take yeah. emotion away from finance because the moment you put emotion in finance you're fucked <laughs> so he said when that moment comes, he's going to remortgage his house to buy his his brother out and own the house wholly. He's then going to rent that out and use that in twelve months, to, two years' time when he remortgages, because obviously the house prices generally will go up. He will then remortgage that money, pull all his money back out, and buy another fucking house. Yeah, and and that's great, and that's what I was thinking about of doing with with my mum's my property if and when the day should happen, like, you know, when it does happen. The problem is, is going back in a complete circle to the last question that we was talking about is having other people in your life and not being selfish, you know, because it's not when you're in a relationship, when you're in a marriage, it's not just you, it's the other person. And is your other person happy and willing willing enough to take on the risk with you? Mm, they don't need yeah. to. They do, don't they? Because if 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 you've got, what well, they do? Because you, you you're dragging another person in. In no. if it all goes tits up, if it all goes tits up, and you lose everything. You know, it's not just you that's losing everything, is it? I disagree because there's ways and means around it. Oh yeah, like you. This you, is it's, you... it's one big. You're playing a tax game. As long as you understand the tax rules, you play within those rules. You know, I, I can create a company with or without Kerry's consent and I can do whatever and create this fucking, you know, multi-million dollar real estate business that affects her in no way, but she actually reaps the benefits. Yeah. 
you could. You know, there's ways around you, it. You could, but how would she feel if you actually did that? If you actually did that, how would she feel? Because it's not just as easy. If, it's, it's going back to the whole thing how, that I was how, talking about. How can, you know, if you have the money and having the money is two totally different things. Isn't it? How, how could you feel bad, though? Like, if I turned up in a year's time and said, right, we've got three if, houses now. If, I know, and I, I, I totally agree 100% with what you're saying, but you've got another person in your life. And if you just went behind their back and you done that. Oh no, I wouldn't go behind their back. I wouldn't go behind their back. I would tell them what I'm doing, whether they agree or not, I would do it, but at least they have the information. Like if you, Mm -hmm. look, people aren't like us. My wife is nothing like me. She pays off the mortgage, 50 quid a month. And it drives me nuts. She puts money in the bank. It drives me fucking nuts. She's nothing like me. But if I came, you know, if let's say my nan died and I got 50 grand, I would use that to create a legacy for my family. Would you get in trouble if she said, I want some of that 50 grand? No, she wouldn't. No, because we're create, we're on the same page. It's not about us. It's about our kids. That's about the legacy. That's the key right there. You've got a partner. You've got a partner that's in it. In the same breath, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, providing for the kids, paying the bills, blah, blah, blah. Why the fuck should you not do create a legacy that everybody benefits? Word up to Lou. She said relationships can be, and most of the time are, temporary. So money, so money plans have to be thought about should be the wor- worst case. Am I reading that right? I'd make plans excluding my partner. Yeah. Like this this I conversation agree. has taken us all the way back to the beginning of the conversation. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that so, so funny? So, it sure not is. About- my decisions is not about everybody else. It's about me. Good point, Lou. What the Thank fuck you do for I want and what do I want to create in my life? And that's why this conversation has been totally awesome because, you know, again, everybody are individual. Everybody's got different partners. Everybody's got different beliefs. Everybody's in a different situation in life. And hopefully this podcast, people, will make you think um, because it's made me think you know, and I'm thinking all of the time and it's not an easy question. It's not an easy questions that we've had to answer this week. And, it's, and you it's know, I do great. want to say this, Mark, because you had mentioned it's so interesting how these things coupled up with one another. It was so cool yeah. how that happened. Um, but you were mentioning, well, everybody was kind of mentioning taking a risk with money. And in order to make money, sometimes you have to take a risk. Most of the time you have to take a risk. And that would apply to partnerships too. You have to kind of go into it knowing that there's a chance the shit's going to hit the fan and you're going to have to explain yourself or you're going to get into a fight or something. But it's, it is, it's so crazy navigating all this shit. And I love that we've talked about it because it, it, there's so many people going through this. Most people are partnered. Mm. One thing I have noticed is that this news that I've had recently has made me and Nikki stronger, you know, because oh, it, the, the bond has been, and we're working together more as a team thinking about it. A year, two years ago, it would have been me thinking, right, what am I going to do with my money? You know, that's awesome. that's, and now it's not. It's a case of what are we going to do with the money? How are we going to, what is going to be the, the best way? And I will be going upstairs in a minute and talking to her about what Lee's just said, because it makes sense, you know? And, you know, we are working as a team more. And I think, you know, there's too many people in the world and we, we've we've talked about this you know there's too many people that leave relationships too easy you've got to work out whether you're going to stick at it or if you're not going to stick at it and you know 
sadly in the UK, the divorce rate, divorce rates, and I don't know what it's like over in the States, but the divorce Same. rates in the UK are massive, mm. are massive. And we've talked about this in the past that, you know, with, with my hobbies, I jump from one thing to another, to another, to another. Is it right to jump from relationship to another until you find the right person? Or are, are we not, are we not giving it a little bit more of an effort, a little bit more of a chance to work things out. It's an it's a two-edged sword, isn't it? It's it's and a, that could be a whole topic for another podcast. Marriage is super fucking antiquated. Yeah. You yes. know, people this generation aren't even getting Ooh. married anymore. So I mean, as but, much as I honor marriage and I, I'm very romantic and I believe in love, but you know, I've got yeah. I've as a 47-year-old woman, I look or almost I look at it differently. Yeah, yeah. But I get the fight. There's some beauty and there's some historical beauty in the fight for a relationship. But that's, again, all relative. How much are you going to fight? Yeah. Yeah. Rodney, have you thought about a question to end this 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 podcast? Yeah. You know, we were as we were pontificating about. It's uh, a good word. Nice. About this and that. And, you know, I just I was just, you know, I, I was just trying to figure out, like, what? What would be maybe fun and interesting? And I rack my brain, and you guys follow me on this. If you were a building, <laughs> what kind of building? <laughs> <laughs> Been there, no, done would- that. That is the best question ever. Of it, man. I feel like I've no, heard that somewhere um, before. Now I wanted to do um it it's it's not one particular question. I wanted to for us to chime in on some childhood memories. Oh so I want nice. to know some 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 fun childhood memories. You know, That's have awesome. a little fun. You know, if there's a well, I won't I won't even I'll can, just say can we go down with some pro, a pro and a con childhood memory, you know, a good and a bad no 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 no, no, no. This, is, this is you're no. trying to take over Rodney's question. Yeah. You cut sure. me off one day. You, you shut me up when I was talking. I'll tell you what I'll do. Yeah. Rodney's question. I'll tell you what I'll do. Don't hit the end, but hold on. I got to read Lou's question. She's a committed listener. So think about it. Think about would you be happy to hand over to your partner should you split or divorce? My solicitor asked me that when I inherited money. Would you be happy to hand your money over to your partner? Full what? stop. You would be happy. Wasn't there a question that we skipped over last week that we didn't? Yes, yes there was. Rodney, didn't somebody get in contact with you? Thank you, Lou, and thank you, everybody, for thank your you comments. Oh, actually, no, no, no. Actually, it was a uh, uh, nonconformist who was actually in here. Oh, she's is she still here? I think she's still here. We've got seven people the whole time. I think she's still here. Yes, nonconformist. Yeah, Lee loves that name, by the way. Yeah, yeah. never, never conform to the, the opposite fucking... of courage is not. What was it? It's not weakness. It's conformity or something like that. Damn straight, motherfuckers. Uh, so this is just a comment. You know, we appreciate the comments because we, as we grow, we want to encourage people to either email, text, or, or uh, you know, DM or whatever, or even leave the comments after the show. You have those comment. You have the comment section, and definitely while you're in here, we want you to comment. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, so. I called out from work today and was able to catch you all live. However, I was driving and I wish I could have commented. I love the topic. I also found myself doing a self-assessment of my personality as to whether I'm an introvert or extrovert. It is true that growing up does change a person. I'm starting to think that labels 
doesn't really define who we are because we are constantly evolving as we should. I do have a sister circle, but we don't meet as often. I dig what you all have going on. So um, that was Thank that you. was that was the week that we talked about. Um, we talked about introvert and extrovert, and also too, it was a, it was a kudos for us for doing this because we've told people that we've been doing this for like two and a half years behind the scenes, and um, mm-hmm. so you know that was just a you know little thumbs up to us and and to me re- reaffirmation that we're you know we're onto something. Thank you guys. Thank you. That's very sweet to take the time to write that. And if you want um, to be engaged and maybe come on my show and talk more about the conformity thing or the anti-conformity thing, please find me. I'm at the bliss broker on Instagram. I would love to meet you. Sweet, sweet. So something to think about next week's show as well, talking about childhood memories. That's going to be awesome. Really looking forward to that. That'll be fun. We're at one hour 24. Hasn't that time gone quick? Um, Yeah. I'm going to shut the shop here now. Thank you all very much for commenting. The people that commented here on YouTube, thank you so much for that. If you're listening to us on the podcast um, through in for your earbuds, um, thank you so much for listening. Please send in the, some comments and some questions to official five deep on Insta or get onto our, our email page, which is official five deep at gmail.com. Um, and it's been a great episode and thank you very much for all of your interaction that you've given us. Um, yeah, thank you guys. I think, I think that's about it. What that's I'm it. going to do now is I'm going to go um, out of the room. I'm going to get um, all my stuff together and um, I'm going to get ready to go to Buttlands with Kenny. So Ooh. stay safe, stay classy. Enjoy the butts. And Enjoy I'll tell the you next week. Asses, Bye. Thank you, everybody. That was so-